This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, we're feeling the wrath of Mother Nature here in the Northeast and much of the country. You, know, you get rain, you get snow, cold wind. That means, you know what that means? We're all doomed. The president said so. A generation, he didn't say doomed, by the way, he said damned. A generation has been damned. I want everybody who's listening to this to remember. Next time there's a political, political campaign, Biden's running for re-election against whoever, Trump, Santos, and says Republicans, uh, they deal in fear. We give you hope. They, they give you fear. Well, your president just said yesterday, and we're going to get to the most amazing interview Joe Biden has given in his two years as president, uh, the, the most amazing string of lies that he's told in one sitting. It's just, it's a remarkable moment in this presidency. But he also, among the other lies he told was that a generation is damned if we don't lower the temperature, literally lower the temperature, which we're going to do, of course, by building wind farms and putting in solar panels. We're going to lower the temperature and save a generation. And that generation, that generation supported him. He makes it clear the young people, they're stupid, they're brainwashed, and they think uh, if we, you know, use oil and gas and, and natural gas that uh, we're going to die in a ball of fire. They're still, they're still all in on Greta Thunberg and, uh, and John Kerry's warnings. Uh, but it just, it's, it's one thing if you hear some alleged climate scientist or some professor give you the, their, their uh, scientific breakdown, their analysis but you have a, a man, an 80-year-old man in the throes of dementia who wasn't very smart to begin with, now telling you that he understands the science behind climate change. And if you don't give him more money, if you don't give him more power, then a generation is doomed. And I'm just waiting for the first person to say these, this rain we got here in in. in where I'm sitting here in Boston and much of New England is getting snowed under, you know, much of the country's had extreme weather recently. Uh, I'm just waiting for the first person to tell us this is climate change. You know, when it's hot, it's climate change. When it's cold, it's climate change. When it's dry, it's climate change. When Joe Biden's in a helicopter and he sees a forest fire, well, that is climate change. And the only solution is to give Joe Biden more power, more money, more control, uh, and he will solve it. He will lower the temperature of the earth. When are we going to just laugh these people out of the room? When are we going to get past this this religion, this 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 cult uh, of climate change? I, I guess uh, I, I guess we're not. We're going to have to wait till it doesn't work politically anymore. It has worked politically for the Democrats to scare young, stupid people into supporting them so that they could change the weather. We're gonna, that's not even close to the most ridiculous, outrageous, untrue thing he said in this interview. I, I wanna, I'm, I'm here for all of it, I'm telling you. It is, it is an amazing thing to watch the President of the United States just lie, tell one lie after another, but even more amazing, and I've said this before, I know, but today we have to emphasize the point. It's one thing for a politician to tell a lie. They all lie at some level. But to tell the same one over and over and over again, and not for a second think, maybe I'm put, stretch, stretching the truth here. Maybe the reporters, there, there's one or two left in the country, I think. 
maybe the fact checkers will get me on this. It's, it's, it's not, it doesn't even enter his mind. It doesn't, the thought that he might get called out for telling a lie that he's told dozens of times doesn't slow him down. He sat down with uh, Cal Penn of uh, The Daily Show, Comedy Central, and uh, as somebody pointed out this morning on Twitter, Cal Penn, congratulations. You have done the single most embarrassing interview in television history. I know the guy's a, a big star. He used to work for Obama. He's made movies. He's been on TV. He's done comedy. He's, he's engaged to his boyfriend. Congratulations, Cal Penn. We get that in this interview, too. But this, this is a man with no dignity, with no pride, with no self-awareness, because he just sat down with Joe Biden. Joe Biden looked him in the eye and lied to him over and over again. And Cal Penn just lapped it up and talked about the existential threat of the climate. Please, Mr. President, tell me you're going to do more to save the younger generation. I'm telling you, this is the funniest thing. You think... Ironhead's a big fan of Colbert, not anymore, but when he was on uh, the daily show sure was. And, uh, and John Stewart, this, I haven't seen a lot of comedy central lately. This is by far the funniest thing they have done by far this. It's going to get a lot of views because it's going viral because it is just so humiliating. This guy, Cal Penn, I don't know how he's, how he gets out of bed today and says, yeah, I did a good job. I mean, you, <laughs> You did everything but get on your knees and lick his toes, you pathetic, shameless stooge, Cal Penn. Uh, but we got we got Biden on uh, on everything on 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 uh, sex change surgeries for children. He's all for it. We got him on the climate. We got him on gay marriage, which he was in favor of when he was in high school sixty two years ago. You didn't know this, but he and his father, uh, you know. His, his father we'll get to it telling the story of seeing two guys kiss and his father told him they just love each other it just it's so absurd it, it's it's amazing and i know he feels like it, he could say what he wants and the media has his back and for the most part they do but this is just i mean this is pushing it even for you joe robinette biden this is pushing your luck uh, uh but i guess I guess, I guess yesterday was a one time only because he got out of bed and actually showed up at work at 9am, which we found out from his former press secretary. That's a big deal. We got good Trump and bad Trump, which was our idea. Ben Shapiro stole it, but uh, you know, that's okay. That's a sincere form of flattery, but we got a good, good Trump and a bad, bad Trump today. And I'm going all in today. Ironhead. I'm not a big conspiracy theory, at least a theorist, at least I haven't been. I'm going full Alex Jones today on the Jeffrey Epstein case. Uh, Welcome big piece aboard. came out in Business Insider. Um, I, I, I thought long and hard about it. I considered all the options. Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. Yeah. I'm going on. I feel it, it's kind of liberating. I, I mean, I hate, I've said it before, I can't stand for the most part conspiracy theorists and, you know, the people who said that the towers were the Bush knock down the towers or you know, Sandy Hook or the Boston Marathon bombing were false flag up. I hate those people, the flat earthers, but I'm joining forces with them. I think Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. And I think, uh, I, I think the case uh, I've, I've read up, I've studied up. 
I, I think it's clear now he didn't commit suicide. We can get into that. I, I'll tell you what convinced me, but we have to begin with this remarkable sit-down interview. Keep in mind, Joe Biden addressed the banking crisis yesterday at 9 a.m. He spoke for uh, three minutes and then turned tail and ran. Didn't feel like he had to answer a single question about the worst, the banking, uh, the, the biggest collapse of a bank since 2008, an ominous sign. I mean, I watched a lot and read a lot about the collapse of SVP yesterday. And uh, I watched uh, Vivek Ramaswamy debate David Sachs on the Megyn Kelly show. That was very enlightening. I read people obviously smarter than I. I watched some business, uh, cable news, business, uh, Fox business. And here's the question I have that I can't get away. And I, I think I understand what happened there. They invested heavily in mortgage-backed securities and, and long-term treasury bills, low interest. Then the interest rate went up and, and led to their demise. Why would they be the only bank to do that? I understand Signature Bank, another bank, but why aren't we expecting that same strategy, doomed, failed strategy, why do we think that's not what many other banks did? And why is this not going to be the beginning of a number of banks that go under for the very same reason? Why would those two signature and SVP be unique or be the only ones to follow this strategy? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. But Biden spoke allegedly to reassure the country at 9 a.m., which was a big deal, by the way. Big deal. I've been following Biden for a few years now. Everybody's you know, been watching him for two years. It's been obviously a complete disaster for two years, but as a candidate, as a Senator, I mean, he was always a loud mouth, obnoxious, you know, egomaniac, but he appears at 9am, which I thought was unusual because the guy barely works, especially on a Monday. He's usually on vacation. He's been on vacation for over 300 days in two years, <laughs> seven months, um, but, uh, eight months, I think the, 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 this, there's a couple of Twitter accounts that add up all his vacation days and it's, it's incredible. But so he appears at 9am and I'm thinking that's unusual. This let's, let's listen to his former press secretary. I, I've been watching, we've all been watching him for the last two years. Never. I have never heard him described, characterized as a night owl. In fact, I thought it was just the opposite. I thought he went to bed early. We never hear from him at night. He doesn't tweet. Well, he never tweets, but you don't hear from him doing things like, um, you know, Trump would be up to all hours tweeting and watching TV and tweeting about cable news. Or, you know, other presidents would be, would be up doing whatever. Sometimes you'd see him out you know, uh, making appearances at night. You never see that from Biden. I just assumed he's a typical 80 year old. You know, he watched Wheel of Fortune. You know, he had a bowl of soup uh, sitting with the shawl covering his legs, kind of nodded off. And then they kind of, the visiting angels helped him into the, the bedroom and put him to bed, you know, by whatever, eight o'clock. And, and I just thought he didn't appear in the morning because he doesn't work. I mean, he's, he's a part-time president. I've never heard anyone describe him as a night owl. I mean, this is a person who would know. This is Jen Psaki. She was his um, official liar, uh, press secretary, and official liar for the administration for uh, over a year. 
Listen to what she says yesterday about Biden making an appearance to talk about the bank collapse at 9 a.m. yesterday. Go ahead. Uh, and that's what people need to hear from him. Now, it's important to note, President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m. He is a night owl. So the fact that he is doing this at 9 a.m. anyway speaks to how uh, vital the White House recognizes it is for him to have his voice out there conveying that to the American public. What? He's a night owl? First, I've heard of it. In fact, there's a number of uh, stories. If you Google, there's a number of uh, stories features over the last couple of years that have described him, characterized him just the opposite. Said he's an early morning guy, gets to bed, early to bed, early to rise, like a typical 80-year-old. That's that's a new spin for me, man, that he shows how serious he is about the banking crisis. So does that mean all the other catastrophes, all the other crises we've had the last two years where he didn't get up at 9 a.m., that he didn't think they were a big deal, you know, whatever the the uh, disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan or you know, the crisis at the Southern border. None of these things are a big deal because he doesn't show up at 9 a.m. He usually waits till, you know, midday puts in his hour, hour and a half of work and then back, back to uh, Rehoboth beach or, you know, back nap time. But anyway, he did that uh, appearance. He was in, uh, and then he said, see in California, wouldn't take a single question. That's how much he cares about uh, the American public and their and their potential panic over the bank collapse. Headed to California, um, uh, made made appearances out there. Did a fundraiser where uh, a private fundraiser where he announced that Jimmy Carter was you know almost dead. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, who's got this story? This is from. Uh, Fox News, uh, President Biden accidentally revealed previ- uh, previous unknown detail about President Carter's health toward the end of a speech Monday evening before admitting he shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Carter, whose health is waiting, waning and has been placed on hospice care at home, instructed Biden to deliver his eulogy, the president revealed during a fundraiser in Rancho Santa Fe, California. Quote, he asked me to do his eulogy. Excuse me, I shouldn't have said that, said (laughs) Biden. I spent time with Jimmy Carter and it's finally caught up with him. But they found a way to keep him going for a little longer than they anticipated because they found a breakthrough. Oh, so he should have been dead by now, but they're keeping him alive. And he chose Joe Biden to do his eulogy? I mean, I understand he's president, but... Jimmy Carter couldn't come up with someone, I don't know, a little more articulate. This is the United more, States Camara, for God's sake. <laughs> you know, he's going to botch the hell out of that. Uh, but Jimmy Carter's still alive. Joe Biden seems to think it's uh, only a matter of moments. But before, or uh, it must have been before he did this uh, fundraising dinner, he sat down with Cal Penn. Cal Penn, again, is a big celebrity. He's worked for Obama. He's, what's the what's the movie, the uh, the movie he's most famous for, Iron Head, that you love? Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Harold, that's right. Harold and Kumar film series. He's done a lot of things. He's been in movies, TV shows. House. House. Uh, worked for Obama, left, came back. Big political activist, hardcore leftist, fits right in, I guess, at uh, Comedy Central. He does a sit down and this thing deserves a laugh track. It is just so, so comical. Um, 
let's, I want to begin with the gay marriage story because Harold, I mean, Harold, Kumar, Cal, Cal, Penn, <laughs> Cal Penn's engaged. Is he Harold or Kumar? He must be Kumar. He was Kumar. Yeah. He was Kumar. Kumar is engaged and Joe Biden's obviously very happy for him, but he asks him about, I got on gay rights, gay marriage. Biden goes back to the same ridiculous, outrageous story. He's told many times that when he was in high school, 62 years ago, he saw two men kissing. And that's when he realized that he was a big fan of gay marriage. <laughs> Come send the gay police. 62 years ago, that it wasn't a thing, gay marriage. It wasn't an issue. There was no debate. There was no big uh, conflict over this. It was not a thing for, oh, another, I don't know, 30, 40 years after that. But Biden's sticking to his guns. It's And it's something to behold. He doesn't care that nobody believes him. He doesn't care that stories he's told have been debunked a million times. He doesn't even care that most people understand when he talks about his father or mother saying something to him, it is 100% false. It's the, he's got, there's a lot of tells this, this answer includes a couple of tells. Of course, no joke, no joke means I'm about to tell a lie. This is not hyperbole. I'm serious. I'm serious. That means he's about to tell a lie. This, Answer has all the tells, including my dad said Joey. <laughs> when when his dad says Joey, that means Joe Biden is about to tell a whopper, and that's what he does here with Kumar. Let's uh, watch this and try try not to laugh. Go ahead. Every auntie and uncle that I have is beyond disappointed that there hasn't been a wedding yet. But uh, but Cardi B is going to marry us, apparently officiate our wedding, which would which would be nice. But my my question for you, Mr. President, is you codified uh, support for same sex marriage and interracial marriages like like ours. I'm curious what your evolution was like on marriage equality and what the federal government might be able to do to protect LGBTQ Americans, especially trans kids who are dealing with all these regressive state laws that are popping up right now. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I hadn't thought much about it, to tell you uh, the truth. And I was, a, oh, yeah. I was a senior in high school. And my dad was dropping me off. I remember about to get out of the car and I looked to my right and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. <laughs> And then one went, looked like he was heading to the DuPont building, one looked like he headed to the Hercules Corporation building. And I'll never forget, I turned and looked at my dad. He said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. This, kid, this man, hold on a second. This man, this is our president. He is pathological. He is adding detail to a lie that no, first of all, the story that nobody believes that he was in high school. He was 17 or 18, meaning, I don't know, his father was, you know, 40 something in 1961 and saw two guys in Delaware kissing and said, it's simple, Joey. They love me. Come send the <laughs> police. God, he adds the detail. One was heading to the right to the DuPont. One was, I, I, I know people who tell lies. Some of my best friends are liars. I've never seen anything like this guy. I've never seen anyone adding details and expecting you to buy it, to believe it, to telling the same lies told dozens of times. And this little stooge, this little lickspittle, Cal Penn, sitting there going, oh, isn't that nice? Joey, 
Joey. To be fair, he doesn't look like he he doesn't look like he believes him in this still shot. Yeah, you're right. Look at that. He's giving him this look, but he's Joe Joe Biden has got his arms going. He's pointing the DuPonts over there. This is over there. Two well-dressed guys. It's 100% fabricated. It's not even believable for a second. There was nobody in 1961 who had an epiphany. That's what he says. He had his epiphany. When he was in high school and his dad told him they love each other. I understand if you're gay, if you're big into gay rights and the, yeah, that you, you're happy that the president of the United States is on your side. That's that's a good thing. But why does he have to lie? Can't he just say I had my epiphany in whatever, in 2003 or something? We know he was against gay marriage up till 2007. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, they were all against it. Mm -hmm. They had an epiphany at some point. He wants you to think he was ahead of the game, like by by 50 years. Just a reminder 1996, the Defense of Marriage Act was passed. The vote in the Senate was 85 to 14 in support of the defense to codify, to use Cal Penn's word, marriage is a union between a man and a woman. One of the staunchest supporters of the Defense of Marriage Act was Senator Joe Biden. That was not that long ago, 1996. It won, it was overwhelmingly uh, supported in the Senate. Again, one, one guy who was in favor of gay marriage in 96 was Bernie Sanders. That was different. That took a little bit of guts. It did no guts to do what Biden did, as always. He, he took the easiest route and supported, uh, was against, staunchly against gay marriage in 96. But he wants you to believe in 1961, he was in favor of it. And his father, these are allegedly, you know, devout Catholics in <laughs> Wilmington, Delaware. In 1961, it was not, no, there was not even a thing. Gay marriage was not even a thought. But anyway. Uh, I want to get to, I want to do the climate change and then we're going to get to the uh, sex change because it it just, I mean, maybe he was drugged up or something. I obviously get the Adderall going and he was in, I don't say rare form, but he love each other. the arms going and he was just telling one lie after another. Uh, Of course, he was talking to a Comedy Central audience, so he goes all in on climate and how this generation is doomed, as I mentioned. Uh, is this, oh, we got Joe Biden talking about uh, marriage between a man and a woman? Yeah, this was about 2008-ish, I think. Yes, yes. This was, uh, what would that be? Uh, to the, to the, that would be a 39, a, the, the 47 years after he claimed he had his epiphany and, and became a supporter of gay marriage. Come 30, send the gay police. 37 years after his epiphany on the streets of Wilmington, Delaware. This is Senator Joe Biden on Meet the Press telling you what he really thinks about same-sex marriage. Go ahead. The president used his radio address uh, yesterday and tomorrow in the Rose Garden to talk about a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage. You know, think about this. The world's going to Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. 
the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Okay, that's 37 years after his alleged epiphany. Does Cal Penn bring that up? Does he probably add video? Of course not. Of course not. He's just there to serve his president and uh, spin for his president. But uh, that was, I'm not sure any, I'm not, I, at this point, I'm not sure who's going to call him out. Maybe, you know, Fox News, maybe Newsmax. Uh, but you got all these fact checkers in Washington, D.C. You got, a, you know, the Washington Post, New York Times have fact checkers. And they won't even bother with it. I mean, it's just like he's that crazy uncle, that you know, that senile grandfather who just says things. No one takes him seriously. Of course, he has his finger on the nuclear button and he's got all, you know, the most powerful man in the world. But he just says things. That's all. That's crazy, Joe. Uh, but I want to do the, the uh, existential threat that climate, uh, again, not a bright man. We know that never was a particularly bright man, you know, graduated at the bottom of his class. Nobody ever was impressed with his IQ. He's going to tell you that the climate change debate is settled. That the science is settled and we have to do something because if we don't, if the world, if the temperature of the earth increases by 1.5 degrees, a generation is damned damn to the fires of hell. <laughs> but it's Republicans who, who deal in fear, not hope. Uh, let's do that. And then we'll get to the, uh, his take on uh, Florida and sex chain surgeries for children. But go ahead. I never would have imagined 12 years ago that something as sweeping uh, on climate as the, the Inflation Reduction Act uh, would have happened. So my, my, my question really, and I, I was watching all of this unfold, is who or, or what created the political space for you to take that kind of action? Young people, young people, a generation, that generation between 18 older. and 35 now, they're the ones who created the space. They had enough of it. They had enough of it. I mean, they showed up in the 2020 election. They showed up in the 2022 election. And we passed the largest environmental plan in all of history, over $368 billion. We got it done. And what happened was Mother Nature let her wrath be seen in the last two years. For example, I have traveled on helicopter over more forest area burned to the ground than the entire state of Maryland. That's how much is burned to the ground. Floods, droughts, all the things. And so people can't deny it anymore. If we don't keep the temperature from going above 1.5 degrees Celsius raised, then we're in real trouble. That whole generation is damned. I, I mean, it's not hyperbole. Uh -huh. Really, <laughs> truly in trouble. And that's why... Hold on. Watch Cal Penn's... Cal Penn's oh. reaction to that is so funny. He goes, uh, it's not hyperbole. He's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not hyperbole to say a whole generation is damned. That means, you know, doomed, sent to the fires, the pits of hell. If we don't stop the temperature for going up 1.5 degrees Celsius, he doesn't understand the first thing about the climate. Not even the first thing. He has no clue what he's talking about. And he says it, you know, confidently. Here's what has to happen. We have to spend $373 billion. Our generation is damned. And this friggin' little clown, Cal Penn, sitting there taking him seriously. 
we must start laughing people, including the president, laughing them out of the room, laughing them off the stage. You're just fear mongering. You're just trying to brainwash young people. They're not damned. They're not doomed. It doesn't matter if the temperature goes up one degree. That'd be a good thing. I would be happy with that. It doesn't damn a generation, doom a generation. It's just so freaking absurd. I'm just, I'm just so tired of it. I mean, he can't, he couldn't articulate if he said, here, let's take five minutes. Explain to me what's going to happen. Oh, carbon emissions and uh, forest fires and uh, floods, uh, extreme weather. He, he took a helicopter and he saw forest fires the size of Maryland. So that means we must spend billions and trillions and trillions and billions to change the temperature of the earth. It's just, how many, wow. I understand kids are dumb. You know, we were all, we were all dumb at some point when we were kids, but at some point people grow up, they start asking questions. They start thinking for themselves. They don't get, they, maybe they escape the cult of the public schools or the, the liberal arts colleges. And they say, what is this old fool talking about? Forest fires in his helicopter. What, what does that have to do with anything? God, it's embarrassing, but here's where, uh, here's where it matters. It, it all matters. He's president. Obviously, he's blown billions and billions and billions on this Green New Deal scam and caused inflation and probably led to a banking crisis. There's real consequences, but I think we're, gonna, we're stumbling over a big issue in the 2024 campaign. Uh, in 2016, Trump won because of the wall. One thing, the wall, build that wall. That's what they chanted at every rally. They wanted a wall. They wanted to stop uh, illegal immigration. That's why he won. Uh, oftentimes it's some simple thing. Hell, in 2020, well, I should say Trump lost because of any issue. He lost because of COVID. He lost because of Fauci. He lost because uh, Biden hid in his basement and let the media campaign for him. He lost because the Democrat strategy of harvest and hide was successful. Anyway, you know what's going to be big in two years or a year from now is, and it's going to be Republicans on one side, Democrats on the other. It's going to be clear cut, black and white. Americans are going to say, I'm on one side or the other. And it's a winning issue for Republicans, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or whoever and against Biden. It's should we allow doctors to remove the... Uh, genitals of children, confused children. This is, uh, it's been under the radar for years. Thankfully, the light has shined on it. It's in the open now, and it's a serious issue. Many states are taking action. Many states are banning sex change surgeries for children. It should happen in every state. It is barbaric. It is insane. It's inhumane. A, a confused kid goes to, I don't know, Boston Children's Hospital for a consultation. And an hour later, he's on the fast track to puberty blockers, which will mess him up for life. Surgeries, girls are getting double mastectomies. The idea that you're treating a confused kid who's got issues, depression, sometimes they're autistic, and your solution is surgery is just madness. And uh, the more this thing rises to the top and becomes a, a, a big issue, the worse it's going to get for Democrats because no reasonable, rational adult thinks it's a good idea to cut the healthy breasts off a young girl. I mean, leave the kids out of it. That's all. 
Simple. It's simple. Lead the kids out of it. Sort of like build a wall. This is a good issue for Republicans, a bad issue for Democrats. Listen to this 80-year-old devout Catholic talk about how cruel it is to stop doctors from removing the genitals of children. And you tell me that that he's going to campaign on that? You're going to run on that? You're going to debate on that? I know the media will be all in on your side on this, Joe, but the people will not. Parents will not. Let's listen to what he said uh, with pal Cal Penn uh, yesterday. The really harder thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible. Close, not quite. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what, 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 what are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are, I mean, it, it just to me is, I don't know, it, it's cruel. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're going to be held accountable. Ugh. Perfect. If you're a Republican, that is perfect. We want to pass a law, a federal law, Insane. to allow doctors to remove healthy breasts for young girls, remove the genitals of young boys, put them on puberty blockers, which is going to affect them for life, make them lifetime patients. It just, it's a, it's, it's insane to go down that road if you're Joe Biden, but he doesn't know any better. He's just an empty vessel for the kook fringe in his party. And man, I know the, the moderator, whoever the moderator is for the debate will be forcing them to talk about climate. But when that topic comes up and Joe Biden has to defend surgery, I mean, if you're a Republican, all you have to do is say, hey, wait till the kid's 18. Who's against that? How can you be against telling a confused 14-year-old you can dress how you want, you can, you know, whatever, use use your pronouns, but we're not going to allow them to operate on you until you're an adult. You can't consent to surgery. You can't consent to puberty blockers when you're freaking 10 years old. How, what rational human being disagrees with that? Uh, lots of irrational ones do. These are the, the cultists, the people in the gender cult who are trying to indoctrinate children. Yes, sometimes they do say, I'm confused. I want to change my gender. You should say, sure, you could do that, but you got to be grown up. You can't do it as a kid. And any parent, any doctor, any shrink who supports that should be, should be ashamed. They're children. Leave them out of it. But uh, you go, you go there, Joe, you go, you run with that. I I look forward to it. It's going to be an interesting debate and it's going to be a issue at the top of people's minds. You watch, it's going to matter. There's no, there's no shot. He does a debate. He didn't do one last time. Imagine four years later. uh, He'll be forced to do uh, two debates and they'll, it'll be totally rigged as usual. You know, like last time, Anytime Trump tried to bring up the Hunter laptop, oh, I want to get the climate. Let's talk about race. And they will try their best to help him over the finish line again. But that subject is going to come up. And uh, all I'll say is you run with that, Joe. Go with that. Let's do more surgeries on confused kids. I mean, a kid's depressed. You hear what he just said? They're, They're human. They love. They love. 
What he wants to do is sterilize them so they can't actually love or they can't make love. He wants to sterilize children who are confused about their sex. That's just madness. I'm glad it's come to the forefront. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I can actually talk about it because you, you weren't allowed to. Another great thing about Elon Musk buying Twitter, you couldn't say any of this on Twitter you know, eight months ago. Hell, uh, the, um, the Babylon Beast said Rachel Levine's a man and got banned. Thankfully, they got banned because, again, that was uh, like killing John Wick's dog. There was consequences to be paid. Uh, Musk bought the company. And now you can actually say Rachel Levine, who's a man, is a man. You could say there are two genders. You could say you shouldn't, you know, cut off the healthy body parts of children. You can actually say that on Twitter, thanks to uh, Elon Musk. And you can say it in a debate. And I look forward to it, not just, you know, for president, but congressional seats and senator, uh, senator races for the Senate, you name it. I hope this is a big issue because uh, the Democrats, as usual, are on the side of insanity. All right, we got to get to uh, good Trump, bad Trump and my <sighs> conversion. I'm converting. I am becoming a conspiracy theory today, officially. I'm all in. I'm going full Alex Jones on this Jeffrey Epstein story. But first, Joe Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation is pushing hardworking families to the brink. Hell, just look at the price of eggs. Look at the price of anything. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is you need a plan. You know it. I know it. And that's why I'm partnered with a great company, Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 company of the year with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call 855-735-3740 today. That's 855-735-3740. All right. Let's do good Trump, bad Trump. Um, you know, this, I have to be honest. There's much more bad Trump these days because he is just... Uh, he had a big rally in Iowa and a huge crowd, but he can't just have a big rally and huge crowd. It has to be about how his crowd was big in the DeSantis crowd. The damn rally has to be about DeSantis. I'm not sure why he can't focus on Biden at this point, focus on the media, all the, the usual whipping boys. Go after the president. Go after Democrats. Well, why DeSantis isn't officially running yet, and he's already got the stupid nickname going and everything, but yeah, we'll do bad Trump first, bad Trump first. He's, he's, he's posting on true social and he's not just posting, you know, writing posts. He's got videos now, videos, short videos. I think it's a good idea. It's effective. They're short. If you look at a video on Twitter or on truth and it's like over two minutes, you tend to skip it. These are, aren't these under a minute or something They're around? Yeah. 49 around seconds. a minute long where he's doing quick hitters uh, he did one on Eric Swalwell, which is great calling him an idiot and a dirt bag. <laughs> but, uh, is this the one on, uh, is this on, um, on DeSantis? Yep. Okay. Someone has to help me with this. Maybe you can iron in. What does DeSantis mean? I have no idea. 
De Sanctus. What does that mean? I think he realized De Sanctimonia sucks and he's trying to abbreviate it. So that's a short version of De Sanctimonious. That's By the, the way, he posted best a, I got. He posted an explanation of why he calls him De Sanctimonious. And it's got it's all about being disloyal to him because he endorsed him and now he's gonna run against him. That doesn't mean mean he's sanctimonious. That's two different things. He didn't call, even, him, call him did disloyal if you want, but desanctimonious makes no sense. And desanctus makes even less sense. He's such a child when he's when he tweets or truth posts. But let's watch one of his uh, videos that he posted. For those of you that didn't notice, Florida was doing great long before Ron DeSanctis got there. People are fleeing from New York to Florida and other places because of high taxes and out-of-control crime. It's really bad. Not because of the governor. Thank you, Mr. President, for doing that. But it's not because of the governor. Florida was doing fantastically. You had a governor named Rick Scott who did a very good job. Even Charlie Crist, a Democrat, did a good job, and he had very good numbers. Sunshine and ocean are very alluring. It's not too hard to work with those factors. So just remember, Florida was doing really well long before Ron DeSantis got there. What the hell is wrong with him? He's, he's praising Charlie Crist to, to own DeSantis and using this incoherent nickname. And, uh, you know, DeSantis, there's no, nobody who supports Trump hates DeSantis. DeSantis. They don't. <laughs> Look, that's why he's doing it right there. He got you. Uh, it's a miscalculation. They don't hate DeSantis. They, even if they love you, they like DeSantis. What he did in Florida is amazing. What he did on election day, when everyone else was, uh, you know, coming up short and disappointing and he, he won in a rout and turned, flipped the whole state red. People love DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I hate that. I, I mean, honestly, I'm a DeSantis guy, obviously, but I'd, I'd support whoever the nominee is. But I don't know why he's doing that so early, attacking him. Attack Biden. Go go after Biden. It's easy. Plenty of material there. Wait till Talk he announces, the, at least. God damn. Talk about the banking crisis. That's supposed to be you're supposed to have some expertise in that area. Over, you know, companies uh, over leveraging and all that go nuts. But. To Sanctus. Anyway, this is good Trump, I guess, although I have some questions. He is number one. I'm looking at the iHeart uh, charts uh, right now. Number one Ameri on U.S. Uh, let me get this out again. Where did it go? And he was on number one on iTunes the last couple days. I don't know if he still number is. Number one on iTunes America, right? They have iTunes in the world, and then they have America and Donald Trump. And the J6 prisoners uh, are number one for a song, a compilation, uh, or I should say a uh, duet, whatever, with uh, the prisoners singing the national anthem. Donald J. Trump and J6 prison choir. The song is called Justice for All. It's the prisoners singing the national anthem, and someone decided to drop by... Uh, Trump speeches and Trump appearances in it. I have some questions about this. I mean, I like it. It's cool. Good for them. I hope they raise some money. The money's going to the J6 prisoners. I think it's the first time Trump's done anything to raise money for them, mm -hmm. people who are his most loyal followers, 
who who went into the Capitol and now they're been sitting in prison for two years. So that's good. Anything to help these guys, I'm all in favor of. But uh, aren't lots of the J6 prisoners um, disillusioned with Trump? I mean, many of them had to say it. They had to denounce him in court, you know, because these crazy Trump-hating judges insisted that they say that they shouldn't have, you know, followed Trump, shouldn't have been so loyal to Trump. Well, now they're teaming up with him to do this song. And uh, the video is pretty cool, but uh, and hopefully it does raise money for them. But uh, I guess I guess I uh, endorse this and uh, think this is a good idea if it does indeed raise money for him. Let's listen to a little bit of it. It's a little awkward, wouldn't you say? It's not... I would say, I would say the idea is cool. The song stinks. <laughs> it's, it's a little... Uneven, I will say. But go ahead, let's play it and you decide. Just get flagged for copyright. allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> and then we just get Trump saying the anthem, I'm saying the Pledge of Allegiance throughout it, and lots of video of Trump, very patriotic, lots of flags and jets and I guess it's a good idea. It's a good try. It's number one. Number two is Lady Gaga, and then Miley Cyrus, Morgan Wallen, Rihanna. By the way, Rihanna's performance at the Oscars was almost as bad as her performance at the Super Bowl. She is seriously overrated. Lenny Kravitz, Lauren Daigle. Very pregnant. Morgan Wallen, Morgan Wallen. That would have been good. If you could have got someone like Morgan Wallen or, I don't know, Toby Keith or even Lee Greenwood to sing with them, I don't know, just edit it up, make it sound better and and just put a little Trump. It doesn't have to be all about Trump. It should be all about the prisoners. The people have been railroaded and are sitting in jail, some without charges, some who aren't allowed visitors. There's an unbelievable tweet yesterday. I retweeted from the family of one of the J6 prisoners, drove little kids, the woman, they got little kids, like two or three little kids. The woman drove 12 and a half hours to see her husband, their father, and was denied. He, he can't have visitors. I thought every prisoner was allowed to have a visitor occasionally. These are guys who trespassed. Well, wife and kids uh, are and definitely allowed. That's for sure. Not, he's not allowed to see his children. Joe Biden is, you know, to use his word, uh, unbelievably cruel. Merrick Garland, incredibly inhumane and cruel. These people, my mother would say it's sinful what they're doing to these people. But that's the good Trump and bad Trump. Let me do Shay, and then I'm going to tell you why I'm going all in, all Alex Jones on this Epstein story. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. They've got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values. 
with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I Business Insider, which last time I read Business Insider was when they were attacking, uh, attacking uh, Portnoy. And then did the whole thing about Portnoy and his mm-hmm. love life. And then, they, then he went at them. And he's, they, I don't know what happened with that feud. But uh, they have a piece out this week that came out the other day. And it's long. And it's detailed. And it's all about Epstein. And it raises so many questions. I'm reading this thing. And I generally don't buy into conspiracy theories. I generally think they're silly and they're, they're lazy. And I, I used to hate anytime, you know, Alex Jones or Rosie O'Donnell will say Trump Bush knocked down the towers. It was an inside job. It's just, and it's insulting to the families, you know, the Sandy hook families or uh, these other people that thought Boston marathon was done by the CIA, the bombing, just generally they're absurd. Uh, this case, I'm going to make an exception. I'm going all in. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> they, they, they lay it all out there. The stories, uh, I think the, uh, uh much of the stories from, uh, the perspective of Mark Epstein, Jeffrey's brother, and he, he lays it out. Obviously he's biased. He, he doesn't think his brother killed himself, but there's no, there's no, uh, suicide note. There's nobody who thought he was suicidal. There's just one piece of evidence after another that makes you wonder what is going on here. As we know, the cameras didn't work. Uh, the the guards, you know, fell asleep. I was going to say, Jerry, you took this long to get convinced. I, I knew immediately as soon as they were like, the guards fell asleep and conveniently the cameras didn't work. Well, I, I, I wanted to wait for the report. And this is why this is this is another this is more fuel to the fire. The inspector general, Michael Horowitz, is supposed to release a report. He's done big stories, big reports in the past. I mean, Hillary Clinton emails, I think. And he's there's a few more. Horowitz, as inspector general, has inv- uh, investigated, and he's never taken this long. This should have been much more simple than most of the uh, scandals that he's investigated. I mean, it's one guy, one cell, alone in the cell, um, three and a half years since he killed himself, no report and nobody knows why, why we are still waiting on this report from the expected general. Uh, Michael Baden, who was hired by Jeffrey uh, Epstein's brother, Mark says it, the, uh, in his investigation, it has all the earmarks of a murder, a strangulation, not a suicide. Now, right. Michael Baden, we know he's a TV guy. He's, he's probably a big conspiracy guy. He witnessed the autopsy. And he concluded that it was not suicide. That's just one thing. That's just one thing. Um, uh, There were, let's see. um, (laughs) uh, There was nobody in the cell. They moved. He had no cellmate. They will not tell you anybody was on the cell block. We still don't know any of the other um, 
inmates on the cell block. The There were no pictures taken. So these guards who made the rounds in at 6.30 in the morning and allegedly found him dead, didn't take any pictures. The cameras were, on, were not working and they didn't say, let's take it. They moved the body. By the way, they gave it, they gave him a CPR, even though he was dead. They said um, the uh, sheet, he used a sheet, even though he had a cord from a, uh, sleep apnea machine. He could have used the cord, didn't use the cord, used the sheet. Baden says the marks on the neck do not match the marks on the sheet. Uh, the two guards who lied, their names were uh, Tova Noel and Michael Thomas. They lied. Uh, they they have not, I don't think they've been fired or charged. Nigerian brothers strike again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the first medical examiner, a woman named Kristen Roman, came to no conclusion. The New York uh, City chief medical examiner, Barbara Sampson, overruled her and said it was a uh, suicide. It's just, and when I mean, you read the story, and it's just one thing after another. The, um, and, and of course, you get to Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell, who gets convicted of trafficking young girls to nobody. So we've never heard the list. We've never seen the list. We've never heard a name. There's every reason to believe. And and by the way, Epstein had so many powerful friends and enemies. It could have been any number of people. But there's just so much that makes you wonder, what is going on here? Why do we not know the names? When are we going to find out who visited Pedophile Island? Uh, um, according to law enforcement, he abused 30 underage girls. That's it. According to this... <clears throat> compensation program his estate formed he abused 136 girls it's more like this it. is the most prolific child sexual predator in history and he did it and he did it with with friends you know we know bill gates went to pedophile island oh 35 times and yet we're still wondering you know <laughs> Uh, uh, Bill Clinton was on the Lolita Express 26 times minimum, and there's a picture in his living room of Bill Clinton in a blue dress with a certain stain on it. That's right. That's right. And there's so many powerful, important people that how do we not know who visited the island? How do how are they not held accountable? This is abusing children, raping children. They were letting powerful people get away with it. He didn't go there alone. He went there with famous people. And by the way, he had cameras everywhere, expressly for blackmail purposes. Mm -hmm. And I understand that, you know, whoever was there, Clinton or Gates or Dershowitz, don't want us Kimmel. finding out. But don't we have a right to know? These people are, are criminals. They're child sexual predators. Yes. We should know everything. We don't. And uh, we're never going to hear from Jeffrey Epstein. I'm team. Know. I'm team. Let Gil, Jill Gislaine, Jelaine, whatever the hell, however she pronounced it. I hear it everywhere. Let her dump all the knowledge she has on this. Tell everyone on the list and just let her walk free. I'm cool with you know, that. Why, why wasn't she offered a deal? She had lots of big fish, but instead she gets convicted, sentenced to 20 years for trafficking children to nobody. We've never heard a name. It's just incredible. You read the story and you say, holy crap, they're covering up something. Why no report? Three and a half years later, one guy allegedly alone in his cell killed himself. And the inspector general can't give us a report in three and a half years. It's just there's so many Man. questions that have been unanswered that I'm going to go all in and say he was murdered. But, uh, you know, you know, I think murdered him. 
I think uh, Colbert and Kimmel together snuck in there and uh, strangled him. One guy, you know, they're obviously, you know, Colbert couldn't do it alone. Colbert and Kimmel together with Hillary's help. I don't know. Maybe someone will make a movie about it. Have all the, you know, have, go all in on every conspiracy and just make a movie about it. That'd be oh, pretty I was cool. going to say, I thought you were talking about the Epstein story. I'm like, there's going to be a lot of problematic issues in casting, I think. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But if that list ever comes out, we've seen the list that's, you know, floating around and it's not official, not verified. Kimmel. If that ever gets verified, if that's true, that a lot of people in late night TV have to lose their jobs. The only thing they did on a lot of people have to go Island to jail was abuse children. That's what they did. As we've seen the pictures, these kids were 15, 16, 17 year old sex slaves for the rich and the most rich and powerful people. I, I think uh, at some point we're going to have to find out the truth. And when we do, man, are the dominoes going to fall? Uh, let's hope. Let's hope. But. All right, uh, we will leave it there for today. Anything else, Ironhead? Oh, oh Ironhead. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers to New York. When that happens, when we'll have Montate on, when Rodgers goes to the Jets, or even better, if he doesn't go to the Jets, be even better, if he yeah. goes somewhere else and breaks the hearts of all these Jets fans, he comes I to hope New he England. Goes. It'll be good fun, <laughs> good theater. Bring it on. Bring him to the AFC East. I love watching Aaron Rodgers play. Love to see him play the Patriots twice a year, that'd be a good time. But if he doesn't go, it's going to be absolutely crushing, devastating to Jets fans, long-suffering Jets fans, including including our friend uh, Montante. We will check in with him when that happens, but uh, we will leave it there for today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.